Hi, I'm Aislinn Wade, and welcome to Just a Tele, where the topics are hot, the laughs are endless, and the conversation is everything. We're talking about it all, from relationships, work, life, God, and so much more. Life is stressful, and I'm here to help. So grab your wine and a snack, and let's get into it. This is Just a Tele. So I want to just dive right into what we were talking about in the last podcast. So I believe um, we left off talking about my abusive ex, right? Okay, so um, I think we had gotten to Nashville, right? So I moved to Nashville. I wanted to be a country singer. <laughs> it never worked out. And um, you know what's crazy about that is that, like, I built a small following on the internet with my music, and then I just let it all go. Isn't that crazy? But that's okay. That's okay. God had other plans. Um, I was never meant to be a country singer. I was meant to be a worshiper. <laughs> so, listen, um, let's get back into it. So, yeah. So, I moved into my ex with his situation, and he lived at home with this old guy from his church. Do you guys know that we went a year in our relationship, and I had no idea he was Mormon? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he was trying to be like, well, I just feel like he's so annoying. He's like, I just feel like the Mormons are just the most correct and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, eat, kick rocks. Um, <laughs> so we moved in together. We worked together. Um, we tried to keep it a secret, yet he tried to make it really obvious with other people. Like, he was like, I'm keeping it a secret. But then he's like, yeah, Aislinn, tell him about your boyfriend. And be like, yeah, I sleep on the couch. Like, we live together. He told people we live together. And I was like, why would you tell people that? And he was like, but, 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 but I sleep on the couch. I'm like, oh, my God, you're so, <sighs> y'all, yes. So, um, he got to a point where, like, so it was me and I think I mentioned my friend LaVon. I have another friend. And, um, I'm not, I only, like, mention people's names who I know they d- aren't going to mind me saying their names on the podcast. Anybody else, I'd be like, and that other person. Um, so I have another friend. Um, oh, well, you know what? I didn't, I did have a friend who I didn't mention last week. But I don't know if you guys remember Susan. She's been on a couple episodes of this podcast. She was my right friend that I was telling you about um, <laughs> from, like, Beach Week and stuff. So she was the one that was there for, like, Beach Week, and she was the white friend. And I was like, I w- we both ain't about it. That's her. Um but yeah, so I have another friend, I had another friend from work, and so we just, the three amigos, we all got really close, and we all, like, got deep into, like, we just, we talked, like, and that's why they became my friends, like, I worked with a lot of people, and, like, that's why, like, very few of those people are still my friends now, because, like, they were, LaVon was real with me from the jump, like, she has never stopped being real with me, I'm telling you guys, if I put out some content, and it's trash, LaVon will be the first to be like, baby girl, it's trash, take it down, 
Like, she will be the first. And she is real. And she's not trying to be rude. She's not trying to hurt my feelings. She's telling me the truth because I am above trash, mediocre work. And I need to know that. And she needs me to know that. Like, when I met LaVon, I think the Holy Spirit used her. And he was like, listen, you need to make sure that this girl knows that there's no way she's walking through life the way she has been with her head held hanging low and her not knowing um, her worth because the minute that girl came into my life I was a new woman but anyway <laughs> so um, we got we all got really close and um, I remember we went over to our other friend from work she's a white girl and like we went over to her house to hang out for girls night and she made us drinks her fiance was there and like we just had girls night and he was so against it it was so annoying he was just like I don't want you to go. And then the other thing about it is that we both had cars, but yet he insisted on driving me, which I guess at the time made sense because, oh, I know what it was. I was with her. I was with her. We were working together out in the field, as we called it. Um, and so she drove me, which was fine because I drank a lot. That I mean, not that I drank a lot, but the drinks that she made us were really strong. And so, um, so, and I had more to drink than anyone else because I was going through it, you guys. Like, I was struggling. I was broke like I was living paycheck to paycheck I barely had enough money to feed myself you know what I mean and then I had to take care of this grown man 13 years older than me doing his laundry he doesn't take care of himself and so um yeah so, <laughs> so that was a struggle hold up trying to I thought I heard something at the door y'all hold up trying to I'm trying to take a look at my cameras let me see what's going on hold on it's loading it's loading all right looks like we're good we good we're good this is the live feed we're good okay <laughs> I was serious when I said I need to be alone to do this um so anyway um yeah, yeah, yeah. so we were like I said I was going through it and like I was in I reached a point this was the night that I realized we could not be together me and my boyfriend but we stayed together because our finances were tied up and the one thing I'm so glad we didn't do that he tried to get us to do was merge our bank accounts into one account that is something that I'm not doing until I get married like until we we I mean like one in the engagement yeah no yeah once like we get to like signing that marriage license then we can once we do that <laughs> yeah let's sign the marriage license first and then we can start merging bank accounts and stuff like that <laughs> But, um, listen, listen. So, um, yeah, so I'm glad I didn't do that. But, um, I went to her house and he was not about it. He was like fussing at me about it the whole time. And, um, I was just like, okay, I can't be, I can't have friends. And he's like, she's just not good company. Mind you, today she's still my friend. I got an invite to her wedding. I couldn't make it though. But, um, he is not a part of my life. So, glad I stuck with my friend and not that fool so I went to her house and then he I was I almost told them that it was him that he was the guy I had been dating all that time and because they knew that I was going through it in my relationship but they didn't know Lavon knew but she was like I'm just gonna wait for you to come to me but my other friend she had no idea and I almost let it slip and he literally it's like his spidey senses were tingling or he bugged my phone because he literally pulled up outside her apartment right when I was about to drop the bomb and he texted me and he's like I'm here and like he didn't even give me a chance to like finish hanging out with my friends he was like let's go like come on now like I don't want to be out here waiting all night like oh my god so I left and um he just just continued to reprimand me about hanging out with her I'm like I'm gonna hang out with who I want to hang out with like you're not my dad you're not my dad so 
Um, that went on. And so me and LaVon, we started having girl time. And I appreciate her for this. So we would go to the gym. There was a gym up the road from me where I lived with my ex. And um, we would go to the gym. She would come by and she'd be like, come on, girl. We go into the gym. And we would go over to Planet Fitness. And, like, most of the time we would literally not even work out. We would go and, like, look at the equipment. And then we would go to, like, the 30-minute circuit room. We would go during the day when, like, all the old people went so there weren't a lot of people. And we would either go to the back where, like, um, the weights and stuff were and, like, there wouldn't be a lot of people because, you know, the older people were there. Or we would go to the 30-minute circuit room because nobody went in there. And we would be in there playing on them stretch machines and twerking and listening to Beyonce. And she would even be singing. She, <laughs> she'd be there, get my freak up, dress up. I'd be like, can you please stop? Like, there's still people in the gym. <laughs> like, most of the time, we didn't even work out. We, we, well, I mean, we did work out, but we were just dancing, being stupid. But there was this really cute guy that worked at the desk super cute young like my age and not 13 years older than me and um so cute and he would flirt with me all the time and like I didn't notice because again we're still working on building that self-esteem and so my it was LaVon and she was like girl he likes you and I was like girl I have a boyfriend and she's like girl he's trash and I said girl you right like <laughs> and so um he would flirt with me and I remember we so Planet Fitness has like the massage chairs and massage bed and she and I would go and we would piddle around and act stupid at the gym for two hours then we would go to get to the massage chairs we would do the bed and the chairs and we would switch so we'd do one then we'd do the other and he already knew so he'd come over and he'd be like hey he'd be like you want to do the chairs today and be like yeah and he gave me extra tokens to do the chairs longer and that's when I knew I was like oh my god he likes me and so it kind of looked like shark boy and then aka Taylor Lautner (laughs) (laughs) anyway um and yeah like we were we were actually one of the days we were actually working out she said he was like watching me she's like he's cleaning but he's watching that booty on that stairmaster she's like let me just turn it up i'm like girl no (laughs) no like i'm gonna die so yeah that went nowhere by the way but like i was just looking for esteem and so um yeah so we did that and we continued to do that and it just gave us something to do and we had girl time and it was just so nice because if I like if I didn't do that with her I would literally go to work come home be trapped in the house with that man be trapped in the house when that man was gone at work because I didn't know anybody and then like that was my life like I was isolated I was secluded I didn't really talk to my family like and I I say this to this day I went home when I was 22 um, no, the year that I turned 22, I went home for Christmas and I took a bus and that was the last time I saw my stepdad alive. Um, and I remember he went, he took me back to Fredericksburg and put me on the bus and like I went to leave and before I got on the bus, he grabbed me really quick and he hugged me cause I only came home for a split second and he grabbed me really quick and he hugged me and it was the worst Christmas. Like there were no good, I didn't get any good gifts. Like nobody was planning on me being, it was just, I couldn't give anybody any gifts. Like it was just the worst. Like and like car payments had been deferred and insurance had been lapsed and like my mom was giving me all the crap in the world about these things but like the one thing that she wasn't understanding was that like I'm not faking this I don't have the money to pay for it which is why it's not getting paid for and instead of her being like well what the heck like what can we do like how can we fix this like how can we get you a new job like it was just beat her up beat her up beat her up and like she continued to just beat me up about it and I was like I don't I don't know how else to make you understand that like I'm not paying it because I can't pay it (laughs) like I'm not just putting it off I can't pay it like I couldn't even afford these bus tickets like someone else paid for the bus tickets which was y'all so um 
but my stepdad grabbed me and he hugged me before I got on the bus and I could tell he was just kind of like don't go back like and the one thing I wish I would have done now see every time I talk about this um the one thing that I wish I would have done was that day I wish I would have said I'm going back and I'm getting my stuff and I want to come home I should have came home then because at least we would have had more time together (laughs) but um So, um, that was that, and I came home, and just stuck in that relationship with him, and so, so, um, so we had hung out for a while, hung out, we were at home one day, and like, no, we were talking one day, and I just showed him, I have, it's hidden now, um, because I went through a phase where I was like, I'm never getting married. God, you don't want me to get married. It's clear because I have no contenders. So I got mad and I just hid my wedding board, my bachelorette board, my dream home board, anything that had to do with the future. I hid those boards. So they're hidden. I can still see them, but like you can, if you go on my Pinterest. Um, so I showed him like the dream. That's the thing. So he grew up with nothing. He grew up with nothing. I guess he grew up very poor. He had, they were Mormons. So like there were like seven of them like seven of the kids like him and like six other siblings and they were poor like it is what it is like that's a lot of people's story I think that that's sometimes what people forget like you're not the only one who grew up poor so um he had this issue with like material things and I remember we got into it one day well we always got into it over this because one day we were driving to work and we used to stop at a mapco and get coffee and the guy that worked at the mapco he was so funny and hilarious and like yes he was so great and like it just made my day to see him because my life was hell my life was hell and it was just nice for him to brighten my day and he used to say that i would brighten his and i was like oh so um we would stop over there so we were over there one day and our office in nashville was not far from the um the campus what is the school's name what's the name of the school i always want to say vanderbilt but i don't think that's the name um hold on stand by while we google hold up oh my god what is the name of the school y'all know what i'm talking about i spelled tennessee wrong but um it is the school Oh my god, y'all know which one. What your girl Julia Michaels, she used to go there. Not Belmont. Uh Vanderbilt. I was right. Yeah, yeah. Anybody wanna come with me? You know what I'm saying? I know what I'm saying when I say what I say. What? <laughs> yeah, Vanderbilt. We weren't far from Vanderbilt. And so, um we were right by like like they had the hospital, you know, for the like the Vanderbilt Hospital or whatever and like they had like the medical building and so we were right by this really fancy medical building and this really bougie shopping center. That's where our um office was. It was above the bougie shopping center and across the way was like another really bougie shopping center. I loved it. There was like a Publix over there. I was like, I love this. It's so bougie. Like legit, we would drive pet through that shopping center in the morning and like there would be like oh my god I know you guys judge me if you want to I don't care there'd be like soccer moms coming out of the grocery store like in there or even at the end of the day like there'd be soccer moms coming out in like their workout clothes with their little jacket tied around their waist and their sunglasses and they're like 
getting their groceries, getting into like their Lexus or their BMW or even their Honda. Like, and I was like, oh my God, my life, like that is what I want out of life. Like I need to be that mom who's feeding her six children, like shopping at Publix because she can. <laughs> yes. Just came from the gym with my girls. We had a spin class. <laughs> now I'm going to go home and feed little Donnie <laughs> and his five other siblings. Like, <laughs> Yeah, 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 loved it. So we were driving across that shopping center, and I loved it. I like every time I would just I was so like, oh my god, so nice, so bouge. I love it. I love restaurants with outdoor seating. I love it. So retro. I love it. Anyway, ooh, I almost broke my microphone. <laughs> so anyway, um, we were driving through that shopping center. And we were going across because it's like that. It's like the Mapco, and then you go across to the next shopping center, and then there's a road. Um, and then you go across that to it's like a it's like a side road and you go across the side road to like where the big medical building the fancy medical building is that building was nice like they had um a gym in there for those medical employees you know and like then you go over to the other bougie shopping center where our office was so we were headed over there and we were behind this bmw and it was like a limited edition turbo something i don't know i'm not a bmw girl i'm a mercedes girl but i'm actually a cadillac girl now but <laughs> um yeah, it was this limited edition. I remember it was a turbo, and it was, like, limited edition BMW turbo. Like, it specifically, it was, like, limited edition and turbo. And um, it was SUV. So, mind you, like, we're in a bougie neighborhood. We're surrounded by doctors and, like, lawyers. So, of course, like, people are going to have nice cars. Like, it, I, found, I found no issue with it. But my ex, he was, like, we were behind them, and he was, like that person is so materialistic I was like what are you saying why how do you know I was like do you know him and he was like no I don't know him and he was like look at that he's got the turbo he paid twenty thousand dollars more for that for it to literally just say turbo on the back versus somebody getting a regular one and I was like well you don't know him I was like maybe like he's worked really hard his whole life and he really wanted the turbo and he was like that's just materialistic like you could have just got the regular one but you chose to pay 20 extra 20,000 extra dollars just so it can say turbo in the back and I was like but you don't know him <laughs> like you don't know him if you've never met him before how do you know he didn't grow up really poor and like this was a dream come true for him and he was finally able to get what he wanted and he was like it, it doesn't it doesn't matter my point was valid and he didn't want to hear that because he was dead wrong and he's like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter he's materialistic and blah 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 and he's like anybody that drives that kind of car is materialistic I was like but you you don't know these people and so in my head I'm like well I'm gonna keep my mouth shut because my mom had you know a Mercedes SUV she had an M class and uh what was it a 350 something like that mm. I don't remember now she doesn't have any more thank god although that thing was a tank anyway <laughs> um so we had a lot of moments like that and like a lot of time I kept my mouth shut there were, we had moments before that day about like about that and I kept my mouth shut until that day because I just felt like that was so wrong like you don't know that guy you don't know that person but you're labeling him as bad like to me in my head like that just translate to like you see in the movies or like shows like Criminal Minds where it's like oh we robbed these rich people because we know that they can afford to replace the stuff or we killed these rich people because we feel like they're materialistic and you know what I mean it's like what you don't know them so um we I was looking through my Pinterest board and I showed him I was like look at that I I have this bouquet of flowers specifically that I want for my wedding that I want to carry the girls will carry something different I want to carry this bouquet and I would like for these flowers to be like able to be preserved because the bouquet is really pretty 
And so um, I was just showing him. He's like, what's that? And I was like, that's a bouquet I want to carry when I get married. And then um, I was like, see, and I was like, I was thinking about this. I like this kind of dress. I like this kind of ring. I was like, I was thinking like a situation like this, but I'm fine with old rustic barn too. And he was like, uh, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And I was like, what? And he was like, I'm not doing a big wedding again. I already did that once. And I was like, okay, but you got the chance to have a big wedding once. I never got a chance to have a big wedding ever. And he was like, I'm not doing that. And he was like, if, if we get married, like, we're just going to like go to the courthouse and we're just going to do, I'm not doing a big wedding. And I was like, that's, you don't get to make that call. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> it just broke. <laughs> Not my nail, but like my gel. Um, dang, it was coming apart anyway, but I just went to scratch my leg and it just like, whoop. Oh, crap. Well, that's, that sucked. Um, anyway. So, <laughs> if I can find it, I'll glue it back on, but I just, I heard it roll, so I don't know where it's going. Anyway, so yeah. So I was like, you don't get to make that call. And he was like, I do get to make that call because I, like, I'm the husband. He's like, I'm not doing that. You, you'll just have to marry somebody else. And the whole time that we were in that relationship, he kept saying, like, I'm not the right guy for you. I'm just setting you up for the right guy. And, like, I'm going to be honest with you. He, as well as other people in my life, helped set me up for the right guy. But God is the one who prepared me for the right guy. But I will never give him the credit or the satisfaction. I'll never be like, yeah, you set me up. No, you didn't. You aided along with other guys in my life in setting me up for the right guy. But you were not, like, the sole reason. Because I refuse to let him take that kind of credit away from my husband. Like, you thought. So, anyway, I'm so sad about this nail. I'm about to cry. Ugh. So, anyway. Um, so, um. Yeah, so that was that, and then um, I didn't even bother showing the dream house board, but um, I think I did, like, show him, like, this garage. I was like, I would like that kind of garage, and he was like, well, then you're materialistic. I was like, you need to chill. Just because I want nice things does not mean I'm materialistic, and he was like, just think about it, nice things, and I was like, okay, I could live in a shack and make it nice and renovate it. Like, you mm, need to chill. So, we were sitting there one day and he did something to upset me we were sitting at home and he was like babe show me your wedding board again I was like no and he was like no come on I want to see it and I was like absolutely not like the way that you trashed my my whole dreams the first time I don't think so so I never did after that I was like I told him I was like don't ever ask me about that wedding board ever again and that's what I was gonna say going back to that that night that I went to my friend's house and he picked me up and we had drinks he was talking crap about her because she and her boyfriend they're married now they weren't then and they had been together for a year and a half and he hadn't proposed yet and but like they lived together and like you know that happens in a lot of situations where you live together before you get married and they weren't in a place to get married like and they knew that they didn't want to settle in Nashville and they're both from New Jersey and so um he hadn't proposed but they'd only been together a year and a half and um he was talking so much crap about her when we got home and he was like that says something about her because come on a year and a half and like you still haven't popped the question he was like I feel like six months like that's plenty of time you sh if you don't know by six months and like what are you doing he and um you know what are you doing he was like my grandparents got married um or they got engaged after being together for six months and then they got married like three months after that and, like they've been together ever since and he was like we've been together six months and I feel like we have a connection I was like that was the night that I was like, I got to get out of this relationship. Because when he said that, I was like, 
I was so scared that he was gonna like ask me that night and be like, "Will you marry me?" And I was gonna be like, "Oh my god, no, 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 no!" Like, um, oh, like get out. No, 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 no. Like that is how I felt. So, um, anyway, yeah, that was not cute. So, um, moving forward. So, let me think. Which one came first? Let's. Okay, so we were about to box because we came out, uh, we went to IHOP for like a late Valentine's Day dinner or breakfast or whatever, and um, this car, it was the same Mercedes that my mom had, and it came, um, it came, it like pulled out of the parking lot and it was in front of us, and he was like, oh, there we go, and that person's materialistic, and I was like, why? Do you know him? And he was like, no, but he was like, look at that car, and I was like, okay, you know what? My mom has that very same car. And he was like, she does. I was like, she has that same one. That's a Mercedes, right? M350. And he was like, ML350 or whatever. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, my mom has that very car. I drove it to Beach Week with my friends. And he was like, well, then your mom's materialistic. That was the day that I, that was not the only day that I was ready to kill us both. But that was definitely the first day that I was ready to kill us both. I was like, don't you ever. Like, I don't care how nasty my mom had been to me up to that point. You better not ever call her materialistic. Like, that is so disrespectful. That woman worked hard, and she didn't have anything growing up, and God blessed her. She was she didn't even go looking for that Mercedes. It literally fell in her lap. Like, he blessed her with that car for the time that she had it. Like, don't eat, don't play with me. Don't play with me. And as soon as she retired, I'm going to buy her another one. Nicer and newer. Don't. Yes, we were about to box that day. You're gonna call my mama materialistic. You don't know her. You don't know her. And I said that I was like, you don't know my mom. You don't know my mom. He's like, oh, I didn't mean. I was like, no, you don't know my mom. You know, he's trying to get a word. I'm like, no, you don't know. You don't know. No, you better be quiet. No, this is my turn to talk. Now you talk all the time. <laughs> if I could have just like switched over and like started going off in Spanish, I would have. Um, <laughs> my Spanish wasn't as good back then as it is now. Although it's really not great now either. Anyway, um, so. I don't know why, but I just thought about that movie Identity Theft when he was like, what kind of stupid name is Sandy? Sandy's a little girl. He's like, oh, hola, me amo Sandy. Yo soy Sandy. <laughs> Leave Sandy alone. Yo soy Sandy. Shut up. Leave Sandy alone. <laughs> anyway. um, <laughs> Stupid. So, so, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we were about to box about that. And then there was another day. And we just had a talk. And I remember talking to him one day, and I was like, I just want to sit here and talk to you. Like, sure, we have the sex thing down. Like, we live together. Like, we know that we're in a relationship. But, like, what do we really know about each other? And so I was like, I just want us to talk. Like, we just need to – we just need to get to know each other. Like, straight up. Like, you talking about uh, getting married. Like, we need to get to know each other. And – um he was like fine so he's after he finally decided it took it was like pulling teeth to get into that point but he finally decided and he was like okay like let's get to know each other so we're sitting in the car and he was like um we're just sitting there like we're literally just sitting in the car talking just having a private moment because we didn't want our roommate to hear and um it went so well he was like so tell me what you want he he talked to me further about his kids he has two kids that he doesn't see one of them is biologically his the other one is adopted um, and two ex-wives and <laughs> who feel the same way that I feel about him. So there's that. 
and um, he um, just he talked to me a little bit more in depth about that situation and like anything to pull at the heartstrings, right? And he told me how he met his first wife and like how that situation went bad and like um, how he felt like she didn't really value their marriage. Um, how he asked her and he would do stuff like that he would ask dumb questions just to start fights and now I know that like that's something that he's been doing because he said he asked her one day just randomly like okay so if your mom and I both got into a car accident in the same night and we were both in the hospital who would you go see first and she said my mom I would go see my mom then I would come see you and he was like well that's not right I'm your husband you should be at your husband's side first and she was like but it's my mom first of all like Get, just making arguments where like there are no there's no just arguing just for the sake of argument's sake because he liked to debate like debating and arguing are two different things and furthermore you don't debate with your spouse you don't debate with your significant other just to have a disagreement I think that's rude and I think that that is so like you don't have to do that you guys can just talk to each other and if you disagree you work through the disagreement like it's not that hard but it does not require you to have a full-out war and you to try to start an argument and make a problem where there was no problem but anyway um so we were sitting there and he was like so tell me about like what you want out of life and like I knew like I said from a young age I always wanted to get married I always wanted to have a whole bunch of kids I started off with four then it moved to five and then about two years ago the Lord was like I think six is a good number for you and I said where they coming from <laughs> I said who's gonna birth them <laughs> so um but I've always wanted a lot of kids and so um he just asked me and I said well like you know I want five kids and um <laughs> I was like I want I want well I was like I want to get married I want to live in a nice house like I have a whole Pinterest board like to and like I used different pins to kind of put together in my head the vision of the home that I want and I want five kids you know three boys two girl or three girls two boys now it's three and three three girls three boys <laughs> but um and blah 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 and he's like five kids is like, I can't give you that blah 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 and he just like he cut me off like we were having a good moment and I felt good because that was something that I hadn't talked about in years because I felt like my life was going to crap and he cut me off and he was like I can't give you that I can't give you that you're gonna have to find somebody else to do that like I'm not the right guy for you if that's what you want and I'm like okay can you but this is about me like you're asking me what I want out of life you didn't say what can I give you you said what do you want so that was the end of that so we gonna wrap it up with him and then let's move on so basically um so that was that conversation and then um I remember we got into a fight one night and I was just like you know what I don't have to put up with this I don't have to deal with this and what I was gonna do was call Levon and I wasn't necessarily gonna ask to stay at her house I was just gonna ask her if she would come get out of the house with me that's all I wanted to do I wanted to just go get out of the house and just like spend a moment with her because I knew that she would not only talk me off the ledge but she would give me some wisdom and so um we got into it and I was like okay I tell you what you can sit here and argue with yourself I'm leaving do you know this man stood in front of the door and blocked me from leaving I was like yo move and like he would not move and I was like move and like he kept blocking the door he's like I'm not letting you go he's like you're mad and then if something happens to you I was like get out of my way like you cannot like now you're just trying to force me to be somewhere I don't want to be like because you don't want me to leave you I'm not saying that I'm gonna leave you I'm saying that I'm gonna leave this situation right now before it gets ugly and he blocked the door and would not let me leave what he was trying to get me to do was to go off and try to hit him and fight him to get to that door so I could get out of there and I didn't do it so I went and sat on the couch and I was like you need to leave me alone 
And he was like, he just kept trying to talk to me. And I was like, you need to leave me alone. If you're not, if you're going to try to force me to stay in this house, you need to get out of my face because I'm trying really hard right now to not do what I want to do. I've never been to jail and I'm not, I'm trying to not go. So he left me alone. He went in the bedroom and I was like, I'll sleep on the couch. Now that's how you know a woman's mad when she's like, I'll sleep on the couch. So he went to the bedroom and then like he came and woke me up like at like midnight and he was like, can you please come back to bed? And I was like, can you please get out of my face? Like, so that was that. Um, but we went out. We always went on Friday night dates after work because we worked together. So I always went on dates after work and we went to this place um, not far from our house. And I don't remember what the context of the argument was, but I know that. It just turned ugly, and, like, I was hollering at him because he was yelling at me so, like, he, I don't know, he was just irritating me. Like, I told you, he likes to create problems where there are none. So he was just irritating me, and finally I was like, yo, can you back? Like, I just, I went off, and he was like, he got even bigger with me, and he raised his hand to backhand me. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it because he knows I'm crazy. He raised his hand to backhand me, and he started hollering at me, like, the way that my dad would holler at me, like, if I had done something as a teenager. And he was like, you're, who do you think you're talking to? You need to respect your elders. And I said, oh, no, sir. This is what we're doing? I said, let me tell you something. Don't you ever raise your voice at me like that. I said, I will grab this wheel and I'll kill us both. And I meant that thing. Like, I know that I make jokes and, like, I'm funny, but I meant that thing. Because I would rather die. Like, at that time, I would rather die than have a man sit up here and think he's going to put his hands on me and talk to me any kind of way. You got me twisted. It's not going to happen. I meant that thing. I was like, I will kill us both. I will end us both. Do it. Hit me. He didn't hit me. And he got to live to see another day. And here I am to tell the story. So, <laughs> so that was the end of that. Um, basically, so then my company, um, they reached, we reached um, a goal and we were able to expand out. So my boss, he wanted to expand to California. And mm, now, look, now that nail, I'm trying to like, oh God. There we go. Now it's even. It was not even. I had to fix it. So, um, my boss wanted to expand to California, and he was, um, he really wanted me to go. And he wanted me to go so bad that he started going to the gym with me after work on Mondays and just talking to me, like, at the gym. He started going to the gym with me and my boyfriend. We all went to the gym together. It was, like, a group of us. We all went to the gym, and then he started having private meetings with me, just me and him, um, on Mondays after work. And our boss, like, he was, like, a... He was kind of like a hard guy to get to, I guess, to everyone else. They're like, it's hard to, like, get a meeting with him. Like, we kind of just see him in passing. But he made it a point. He was like, what do I have to do? Like, I want you to be at ease, and I want you to make the right decision whether you choose to stay or go. But he really wanted me to go. So he started meeting with me every single Monday, just me and him. Like, us time, we would go out to dinner if we needed to. We would go to the gym if we needed to. We would just stay in his office and order food if we needed to, or it would just be us. And um, he wanted me to be comfortable, and we did that from the minute he asked me about expanding until our last day there. And, like, I really appreciated that because I felt like he cared about me. And I remember one of the girls, she was, like, we were talking, and she was, like, so is um, our boss. She's, like, she said his name. I'm not going to say his name. But she's, like, is he kind of, like, a father figure to you? And I was, like, yeah, I guess in a way, like, he is. Like, I trust him, and, like, I love him, you know. And that made him feel really good. It made me feel – I thought we were – on the same page I thought there was mutual love and respect between us well boy was I wrong 
So I chose to expand to California, not for the opportunity, but to get out of my relationship because I knew that there were two ways out of that relationship. Um, expand to California or death. Like, and I mean that thing, like it was either die or, or leave and go to California. And so California was the way out because I feel like, I mean, this is, like I said, this is the same man that tried to block me from just going to, he didn't know I was going to get a drink with my friend, but I wanted to get out of the house. This is the same man that tried to keep me from leaving a hostile situation because our conversation, our argument was getting heated and I knew that somebody needed to exit stage left. So this is the same man that if I packed my stuff and said, I'm leaving, I'm going back home to be with my family. He would have tried to be like poison my family against me and be like, remember all that stuff you told me about your mom? Remember how your, your mom treats me? Remember, you know, this, they don't want you and blah, 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 blah. And then he would have turned it into a hostile situation. And then when I would have tried to pack my bags and stuff, like I'm telling you, cops would have been at the door if I would have tried to pack my bags and just leave him. But to go and expand out with the company, he knew he couldn't compete with our boss because our boss cared way too much about me. And I think he was jealous of that. I think he was jealous because he thought our boss was trying to get in the panties. He was not. He, we were close, though, because he used to – he always talked about he used to date black girls back in the day. I was like, J I don't know why they think that. They think light skins. Like, they think that, like, that's impressive to us. Like, oh, just because – the, he dated a black girl oh hey he's hip like no like get back just because you listen to 50 cent and like you dated a girl from trinidad in college does not mean that like we are down like get out of here um but i think he was jealous of that i think he thought that our boss was gonna try it and um because he even came up to help me like look at all my stuff and try to move and um yeah so i expanded out to california I left that monkey in the dust and he would call me and we would fight all the time and I did pretty well at first in California um but he would just call me we would fight um then I met then I met my Egyptian love um in Vegas I was in Vegas on a business trip and I met my boo from Egypt and um I didn't like him at first I was just like mm. And then, um, he, tr I mean, he, you know what? He handled the rejection so well. Cause he was like, here's my number. We should get drinks or something like before you leave. And I was like, okay. And like, psych. And so like, I definitely did not call him, but he found me on Facebook through my phone number. And, um, he just reached out to me and I was like, oh my God, how'd you find me? And then, um, I don't know. I got to talking to him and I was like, he's actually really cool. So like we were friends, we developed a friendship and then things got more intimate and I was in a situation that no one should ever be in. But basically like I was still like I was still in a relationship with my ex from Nashville. Um, <laughs> but I was talking to the other guy from Vegas. Um, so I was kind of like in between the basically I was emotionally cheating on the one from Nashville with the one from Vegas. Um, but, um, <laughs> the thing was, is that I would call, no, my, my boyfriend would call me from Nashville. He would call me and then he would piss me off and we would argue. I felt so bad for Lavon. She was, there was one night where she was like, okay, I love you. I need you. Like from now on, when you talk to him, I need you to go in the car because you guys fight every single time you talk. And like, honestly, like sometimes it entertains me, but most of the time it's just sad and I'm tired of hearing it. So you need to take all that yelling and hollering to the car. <laughs> like I'm done with it. And I was like, okay, 
that's fair. So he would call me, and he would piss me off, and then we would fight, and then I would go and call my boo in, I mean, in Egypt, I would go and call my boo from Vegas, and then, like, he would make me feel better, and he'd make me feel good, and so, um, that went on for a while, um, and we had a national conference that came up in Nashville, so our company as a whole, um, was going to a national conference for the whole organization, um, and... I obviously got selected to go, and so um, a back, 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 my boss, who loved me dearly, remember that, who went out of his way to spend time with me, as soon as we went to Denver to train, he started to change, and he started to favor this other guy at work, and, like, he basically left the rest of us to rot in the dust, but we'll get there, so um, a lot. I'm leaving out some details of different things, but don't worry about that, because they'll all be in the book. Um, now I have to write this book. You guys hold me accountable. Um, but so we went to the national conference in Nashville. And at that point, I had done really good in the company. Like I was free of my ex, even though we were still together. I was free of him. And like I was able to do my own thing. At that time, I did have a roof over my head because someone was allowing us a place for low rent. And um, I was just doing good. Like, I remember I made it into, we had these, like, magazines, and I made it into the magazine. I was the first person from the expansion team to make it in that magazine, in that leader magazine. Um, and I remember that my boss, remember, he cared so much, he didn't even acknowledge that I made it into the magazine. That day, it was one of my coworkers, and she was like, everybody give Aislinn a round of applause. We had a group chat, and she's like, everybody, like, give our girls some big ups. Like, she did it. Like, she's the first one to make it into the magazine. And he said nothing. I came back to the office that day from the field, and he said nothing. He saw me. He has my phone number. He didn't even say anything in the group chat. Like, he did not acknowledge the fact that I made it into the magazine. But his little boy toy that all of a sudden he was so interested in, he makes it into the magazine a month or two months later. And it's like, everybody give him a big round of applause. Go, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boo. So, anyway, let's go back to this conference. So, the conference was in Nashville. And there was a bunch of us, and we were going, and we were going to take a flight. We were all going to take a red eye. Um, first of all, how do you find a red eye for, like, 25 people, for all 25 of us on the same plane? So we all took a red eye to Nashville um, that night because it was cheaper. My boss is cheap. And so that day I was working with a guy who was on – the guy who was now the new favorite – he was on his team and like the one thing I never did was try to sabotage other people no matter how I felt or how I was treated and so I put the same love into him that I would put into people on my own team and we were just talking and hanging out and so we were working and my ex and I had stopped so I had tried to break up with my ex before because I was falling for I was falling for my Vegas boo and so I tried to break up with my ex and he was like I'm not a quitter I don't quit on anything you would be quitting and so basically I tried to break up with him and he did not let me and so then one day he got mad at me about something. He was like, I'm done. And, like, he hung up the phone. And then he hadn't talked to me for days. And I was confused because I was like, so I tried to break up with you a while ago. So, like, are we broken up? Or, like, so I had been calling him and he hadn't been answering. Then finally he answered the day we were supposed to leave to come to the conference. And um, <laughs> he was like well I broke up with you and I was like no you did not I broke up with you are you freaking kidding me right now and, like we got into it and I was so mad I was like I told the guy that I was with I was like listen I'm so sorry the guy that I was working with I was like I'm so sorry um this is gonna be the last one for the day I know we still have like an hour left I can't do it like I don't know about you but like we had we had a good day like 
we made a lot of sales that day and I was like listen we had a great day this is gonna be our last sale for the day and then like do you want to go like let's go get a drink like let's go do something but like I'm done I cannot give anything else today and he was like oh my god so like we finished and then I told him what happened he's like don't worry about it and so we went to the conference and a lot of drama popped off at the conference because the new favorite had been like abusing using people in the office like he'd been sleeping with girls telling them they were nothing and that if they wanted to get anywhere they had to go through him he had been abusing the guys on his team telling them that they'll never be as good as he was yeah it was crazy and the thing was one of my girls on my team um she was definitely the office whore at a time like she she was just like she was another one of those girls it was like pay attention to me everybody pay attention to me I deserve all the attention I'm so pretty look at me and um she went through dude after dude in the office and I just told her straight up one day I was like look baby girl you're so good at what you do at this job that it's being overshadowed because people are looking at you like the office whore because you keep sleeping with person after person hooking up with person after person you need to you need to chill like you find love with one person that's one thing but like stop jumping from dude to dude so she had been hooking up with that dude and I knew it I found out because I saw it we had a we have tap work tablets and I was a tablet manager and um nothing gets past mama let me just say that now nothing gets past mama everybody who thought that they were hiding all their sex to other people and their dirty messages within that office I knew everything I just didn't bust y'all out yeah yeah so um when I what got me was when I got there I was talking to her and she was like yeah he told me that I was never gonna be anything and blah 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 and like I had to go through him and I was like why didn't you tell me and she's like because you're crazy <laughs> like, she she had a good attitude she's like it's not a big deal I was like it's not a big deal I mean it is a big deal but you're killing it but it, it, it's a big deal because you're my baby and nobody talks about babies like that <laughs> like she's like it's fine I love you so um that was the conference my ex was at the conference and I think he thought that it was going to be like that awkward tension in the room like oh we broke up but we're about to get it in one time on no it didn't happen <laughs> it did not happen I think I spent more time like I don't know what I did I was everywhere on that Nashville trip I was all over the place like I was here I was there that hotel was huge I got lost a few times like we were exploring like I wasted no time dealing with my ex or anybody like I was just exploring with my friends and I was just here there everywhere we went downtown we went to tequila cowboy like it was a good time um but anyway so that was Nashville that was a national conference after that I came back and basically from the jump um my roommate and I Levon we were in a situation where we really didn't have a home and it never got better um we had moments but it never got better the group minus three people me Levon and another girl they all lived together in one apartment the whole time that our boss helped them find and get um he left the other the rest of us out to dry and so when people started to disperse and people started to move out we asked one of the girls who was really close to our boss who lived in that apartment she was the only girl there we were like hey I asked her because she and I were friends and I said hey like we're in a situation where we've got to move out like we need help like can we move in and she was like sure I don't care so we moved in there and like we stayed there for a while until um everybody moved out of there and then um it was just craziness it was just chaos and eventually what happened was 
Well, hold on. Let me make sure I'm not leaving anything out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what happened was, where, uh, oh, what? oh, this is minor details, but like, so remember that friend I told you about that worked under me that I hired? Yeah. Um, the pick me, pick me, everybody look at me girl. So we were close. We were like friggin' Patrick and SpongeBob, like legit LaVon would send us like memes and pictures of Patrick and SpongeBob and she'd be like this is you two <laughs> like we were I'm t I love hard like we were besties like I loved her like I met her nephew and I met her brother and I was like my kids are gonna call you Auntie M like I loved her and like we were besties and like this guy came and started working with us who kind of looks like Matthew McConaughey and like he was just he thought he was God's gift to women so like we all went to Vegas for her birthday this was definitely my doing um and my boss knew it he was like mm. but I was like let's go to Vegas for your birthday what do you think and she's like yes I was like yes trip sponsored by your leader and she's like yay so I planned a trip to Vegas we took all the best with us to Vegas and to appease our boss we were like we'll work out of so-and-so's office and help him out while we're there you know that following week because it was just gonna be a weekend trip and he was like he thought he owned us he was like you guys can't just take a weekend trip I said yes we can you don't pay us for nothing so what yes we can take a weekend trip to Vegas gonna tell me what we can't do for my girl's birthday so we took a weekend trip to Vegas it was so lit um I got to spend time with my boo she got upset with me at one point because she's like I just wanted to spend time with you and like you're always off with your boyfriend and I'm like you're literally like spending time with this other guy from the office who I told you like you need to chill and you didn't chill and so um he was annoying he thought he was God's gift to women he, he looked like a younger version of Matthew McConaughey and like I remember he was so threatened by my boyfriend like my Vegas boo he he was yeah he became my boyfriend then because remember me and the ex broke up so he was so threatened by him and he was like that guy's not good for you like you can do better he was like are you kidding me he was like I called him my boyfriend he was like so he's your boyfriend now I was like why are you tripping you were over here banging buns with my homegirl but 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 I can't like get out of here and then I remember <laughs> we were in we were at the Bellagio in Vegas and I had a lemon drop with my girl from my team M her best friend who came with us on the trip and her best friend was getting into it. She had a rough time. Like, that was a bad trip for her. And so, I was me, my mans, and her, the best friend. And, um, we were, um, at the bar. And she was, like, venting about all her problems. I was just listening. Meanwhile, my dude is like, oh, God, women. <laughs> He's like, this is, I came here to hang out with my girl. Like, not to listen to her friend's boy problems. <laughs> and friend problems. So we were hanging out at the bar and I had a lemon drop and like, bruh, I don't know what they put in that lemon drop, but I'm telling you, I was about to drop. Okay. After I had that thing, I was about to drop. Are you guys, are you guys blown and bored that we haven't had a break yet? This is probably so weird. You're like, she keeps talking. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. So, um, <laughs> it's worth it. I promise. So I had this lemon drop and I was about to drop and like, I like I remember like standing up from the bar and my vision was so blurry everything was fuzzy like a fuzzy tv background like everything was so fuzzy and the guy um the one who thought he was God's gift to women he calls me and he was like hey where are you and I was like I'm at the Bellagio he was like yeah but like where and I was like I'm in the back by the bar but the nice bar not the little bar and he was like are you okay and I was like no I'm trying to find the bathroom and I can't see 
Like, I cannot see you straight. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm coming. Like, you're so you're there with my friend who you're bagging buns with. And then, like, you're trying to come to my rescue because you don't like my boyfriend. Like, you need to pick a side. So he, like, legit went out of his way to find me. And he was like, oh, my God. He was like, okay, look at me. Like, are you okay? Like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, are you serious right now? Like, are you really trying to be my knight in shining? Get out of here. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, that was that night, and then there was this girl, and she, yeah, you know what, minor details, there was some girl, she was friends with the group, she was trying to flirt with my man, and then I will say my girl, even though she stabs me in the back later in the story, she had my back that night, she was like, hey, 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 Rebecca, come here, come here, come here, I'm just gonna snatch you by the scruff of your neck, that's my friend's man, I need you to chill, and she was like, oh, she was like, yeah, 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 back up, back up, so, that was that, um, so, flash forward, like I said, so we moved into, um, the apartment with, the, the old the um the gang because most of the expansion team at this point had like disbanded and so we spent a lot of time there anyway hanging out and like partying and um by the way at this point I've fallen the furthest from like I grew up in the church and everything and like some of you probably saw my Facebook post way way back in the day when I was younger around this age posting about God but like I didn't really mean all of it because I was just like I'm living my life like yeah God is great I believe in him he's cool but I'll get it together when like I'm older um so I've I've like fallen fallen like obviously I was living with my boyfriend like having sex outside of marriage like um getting wasted in Vegas so <laughs> um so um um yeah yeah so we moved in with them then we all had to move out and then that's when it went left because me and Lon um we were we were screwed from the start like we were just like we were handed the short end of the stick so basically we were homeless and we had been staying in this hotel and like life went down for us because it's like we're staying in a hotel that we have to be able to afford to keep every week and we're literally getting paychecks making just enough to make sure we can pay for the room for the week and then we got to a point where we couldn't even afford the room for the week so like I remember she had to go donate blood one time just to get the money for us to cover like our rent at the hotel for that week like she had to do various other things to like get the money to go afford the rent like I had to do things we had to sell things like we had to we had to exploit ourselves to like get money like it, the day that she had to go give blood to give money I was like this is ridiculous like so um so we d went through that situation and the problem is the reason our money situation wasn't getting better is because by the time we got our paychecks at the end of the week we literally had j enough for the hotel room but like nothing to eat so we would still have to go and scrap up money from somewhere anywhere we could find it to try to get money to be able to go and buy you know jack-in-the-box tacos because they were like a dollar each so to be able to buy enough jack and jack in the box tacos to have that as one meal every day for the week like and maybe buy like a big bag of chips or trail mix or something and like portion that out so we could have a snack a one meal and one snack like legit and that's how we were living I lost so much weight during that time though I have an old picture um and I was flat in the front and the back I was like yeah I look back at that picture. I was like, "Dang, your girl was slim, thick, you know, shan, no shan, slimmer, thicker than I am now." Like, but that's okay. I can if I, if I did it before, I can do it again without starving myself. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So we went through that, and then 
we reached a point where like we couldn't we couldn't afford it like and so this was Christmas time and we couldn't afford it anymore and so she and I we left the field and I think we linked up at McDonald's and I said what are we going to do and she was like hear me out we should sleep in the office and I said how are we going to do that he's not going to let us sleep in the office and she was like we'll have to sneak in there like one person will have to sneak and hide and let the other person in I was like that's not going to work and so um we did it so I went out of my way to befriend all of the security guards at the building everybody was my friend they made rules they made exceptions for me and I feel so bad because I could have cost every single one of them their job um (laughs) but they were all like I went out of my way to just befriend everybody I even flirted with the ones I didn't want to flirt with that had been trying to flirt with me because there was the one dude though the black dude shout out to him because he had my back when stuff hit the fan he had (laughs) he had my back (laughs) so um anyway we somehow so we went and we talked to our boss and we asked him and he literally had no solution he wasn't like well you can stay at my house well I'll help you pay for the hotel um yeah you can stay at the office because this is Christmas so everybody was going to be gone for like the week and so we somehow snuck back in there and we stayed we slept in the office on Christmas Eve cold in the back room of the office we slept on opposite sides so one person so you could hear from all angles and there was a little kitchen obviously there's a little kitchen in most um nice offices so there was a little kitchen in there not with like a stove or anything just like a you know microwave and stuff and so we slept in there um and we spent Christmas Eve in the office we woke up Christmas Day and we were there together and then she said you know what I've got to get myself together um I'm gonna go up to Northern California and I'm gonna be with my family I'm gonna get myself I'm gonna get on my feet I'm gonna make some extra money and I'm gonna come back and we're gonna we're gonna get this together she's like in the meantime I need you to be strong I need you to do what you have to do okay so that when I come back we can kill this thing and um I was like, don't leave me. And she's like, I'm leaving. And so on my birthday, my birthday's two days after Christmas, I was supposed to go to a birthday dinner planned by my girl, the pick me girl, um, M. And um, she invited a bunch of people that I don't even like to my dinner, to my birthday lunch. And nobody offered to pay for my food. So I spent my last money to pay for parking and my food for my own birthday. Um, She invited a bunch of people that only wanted to hang out with her. And... I was late and um, they started eating without me so it was it it was just like going to lunch with your friends like it was pointless when I walked in literally nobody said happy birthday I even gave her a heads up and said I'm on my way nobody was like happy birthday surprise no balloons no gifts nothing like yeah so but luckily LaVon came back that morning she brought me breakfast and I thought she wasn't gonna leave me but she was like I have to go and I was like okay so that's how I spent my birthday and then um yeah (laughs) that's how I spent the birthday that day and then after my birthday lunch um I met up with a friend of ours but I'm gonna tell you right all that after a break (laughs) we'll be right back all right so we're back and um so I was talking about my birthday so um that was my 23rd birthday um so we're 23 um no 22 if you remember 22 I spent 22 on a bus home from Virginia to Nashville that's how I spent my 22nd birthday was taking a bus back to Nashville 
um, contemplating coming home, and I should have came home, but anyway. So this was 23. So 23, like I said, I spent it with people who didn't even care about me. Um, so after that, I linked up with my other friend, my baby. She knows who she is, my baby. And um, we're still friends. And um, we, hung, we hung out at the top of the parking structure at our office and found out that, like, there was a company that was selling cars um, from the office building that we were in. Because when we went to the top, there was, like, some nice cars at the top. We were like, yo! So we went to the very top of the parking structure just to, like, be fun. And we were, like, dancing and twerking. And so finally, I, just, I was just like, girl, like, I don't have anywhere to go. And she's like, come to my house, at least for the weekend. So I came to her house and spent the night. And then I didn't tell her the, the whole thing of what was going on, but I was supposed to meet, oh, me and Vegas boo. I forgot about that. So we took a break. And um, I, then I met my Syrian boo. Man, when I tell you I went across the globe <laughs> for these men, um, I met my Syrian boo. And he owned, he was the business owner. Now, if there was anything I learned from that man, it was how to build an empire. Um that was my Syrian boo yeah yeah he had I met him at one of his many businesses um <laughs> so um he's dope he's cool I still I still care uh no I mean I care about everybody but like not like that like oh I still love you like I want to be with you nope those doors are closed so listen 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 so I was with my Syrian boo at the time and we were supposed to link up for my birthday but he has a crazy baby mom's and um, there was a situation with their kid and so we couldn't link for my birthday. I was going to go stay the night with him, but we couldn't link for my birthday because of the situation with his baby mom's. And so um, it's fine. The, the, what mattered was like the kid's safety. That, it got ugly then. Like I remember the day that he was like, my son's got to come live with me full time because she's got the blah, 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 something, something, something with her. I'm not going to put her business in the street. And then he was like, basically... I might have to take in not just my son, but if the dads can't, like, her other kids, too. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> have fun with that. Gotta go. Like, no, I didn't just run at the sight of children. But, like, I was kind of like, oh, I'm 23. Like, I'm not ready to be anybody's stepmother. Um, so, um, <laughs> so we were supposed to link. And we didn't. So I stayed at her house. And I ended up staying at her house for a while. And, like, her mom didn't want me there. But she didn't. She was like, don't even ignore her. Like, she was like, ignore her, ignore her. Like, I get to. Because her mom kept asking, like, how long is she going to stay? Blah, blah, blah. And, like, she didn't want me there. And um, she was just like, bump you, mom. Like, the girl has nowhere else to go. So I said, it's fine. So I went back to the office. And um, I came up with a plan. I would, most of my stuff, so that my car would appear clean, I would keep most of my stuff in the trunk. What I couldn't fit in the trunk, I hid at our office. I had bags of stuff, and I hid it at the office in different places where I knew people wouldn't find it, not even the cleaning people, and because um, they weren't cleaning that deep. And so I would hide there, and I would either hide in an office that wasn't going to be clean, or, like, if I could get someone's keys, like, if someone left their keys, they were screwed. Somebody left their keys that had keys to the office, I would take the keys, I would go hide, and then I would come back in. Or I would be in there when the cleaning people came in, I would act like I was working at the computer, and then they would leave, and I would lock the doors, and I would sleep in the office, like, next to a heater with a blanket. Um, sometimes, when I didn't have a key, I would hide in one office. I would hide from our boss in, like, the little pink office um, because nobody went in there at the end of the night. I would watch him walk out, and then I would come out, and then that's when I could act like I was working all night um, to the cleaning people. When the cleaning people came in, um, 
if I didn't want to act like I was working or like if they came in at like like there were times where I didn't get to go to sleep until 2 a.m. because that's how late they would come in there and when they started doing that I would like go in one office and I would hide and I would listen to where they were going and when like because the whole thing like the whole um area like loops around so I would hide in like the far office and when they would go to the right I would come and stay in there when I heard them coming in from the right I would go left or I would go like behind them kind of like so like if they came in the front and they came straight back I would hide in that office and go towards the foyer and then if they came back towards the foyer I would come back through the office to go towards the back room yeah yeah and I would hide from them until they were done like be zigzagging around so they couldn't see me And then, um, yeah, so, <laughs> sorry, um, I'm just flashing back now, um, so yeah, so that's, that's how, that's kind of how I lived my life for a while in that office, and then, um, we moved out of that office, so, and that's when I was, like, freaking out, so we moved to a new office that had better security, um, not better security officers, because I only saw the security officer at the desk once. They had cameras, though. And I could see the cameras, like, from where we were, but never saw the security officer. Um, but we moved to a new office, and I was like, God, now I have to figure out a new plan and where to hide my stuff. And I, I scoped it out. I figured out a new plan. I figured out where to hide my stuff. I had a friend whose parents owned a hotel. Um, he worked with us, so I asked him if I could store my stuff in one of the – because they weren't using the hotel anymore. So I was like, can I store my stuff in one of the rooms? And he's like, yeah, that's sure. Use it as, like, storage. And so, um, I don't know, I thought I heard something. Okay. And so, <laughs> um, he was like, yeah, so I stored most of my stuff there so I could still, like, conduct business. And um, then what little things I needed I stored, like, in the office again. I hid them so people wouldn't know where they were. And then we had a lounge room, so that's where I kind of, like, hid most of the time, like, if I could, like, I would stay in the lounge room, and there was a closet that nobody went in, so, like, I would hide there from the cleaning people, um, sometimes the cleaning people would just come in and out and act like I was working, um, because they don't talk to anybody, so, like, they're only gonna talk to each other, they're not gonna talk to, like, the boss or anyone and be like, yeah, like, your boss, she's really busy, like, so I would hide, sometimes I'd let them see me, and I'd be working, and then I'd be like, okay, have a good night, like, and that's when, you know, I was, like, my Spanish was getting better, so, like, I would talk, they, they were nice to me, because I would talk to them in Spanish, and they would teach, I would speak Spanish to them, that was so, I, so ugly, I did not mean to say that, I would speak Spanish to them, and they would speak back to me, and, like, they would even teach me, you know, new things, that's how I started to learn, was in California, and, um, so, you know, I would I would make my presence known because they would be nice to me because they're like, oh, she's so sweet. She speaks a little Spanish. Like, that's nice. And um, sometimes I would hide. And, like, there were two desks in particular in that office that, like, I could squeeze myself under. And, like, I know that no one would see me. And so I would hide in those desks. I hide underneath those desks sometimes. Um, so, like I said, sometimes I hide in that closet. And then, like, um, I remember one time I was hiding from my boss. And he dropped a pin. And I was underneath um, one of the desks, and he dropped a pin, and I was like, Meh! and like low key, I like, like I like pushed the pin out. I was ready to pop out, and be like, rah, I got you. Like, <laughs> so I was prepared to be like, I got you. Oh my god! But I didn't. I didn't have to do that because he did see me. <laughs> Oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, sir. 
so um so that was the situation so I stayed in the office I lived in the office um and then whenever I couldn't get in the office I would have to sleep in my car and so there was one point that first night before I started figuring out my plan to stay in the old office where like I had to put a Craigslist ad out and I was like I'm homeless like I'll do anything for a place to stay like please like my roommate left me right because before that I messed up after Lavon came back I messed up I made a dumb mistake and she was just like I can't take care of you like I'm not your mother like I've got to go and I was just like wait like so she left and she went to Northern California and she's been killing it ever since and um I was alone and I was just like my roommate left me and like blah 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 and um I she although she was like very passionate I'm not even gonna say that she I'm sure that she was a little upset that day that she left for good because she came back after she took her hiatus um when she left on my birthday she came back um and people kept asking me where is she what is she doing I was like I'm not telling you anything that's my girl and her business is not yours um but just like when I went home when my stepdad passed and I left and went home to be with my family for two weeks she was like that's her business not yours and I don't need to give you any updates on what's happening in her life like um I actually went I can't believe I skipped that part of yeah this was before we moved in we started like sneaking in the office but like I remember my mom called me and she was like you need to find we were out somewhere and she's like you need to find some time to come home she's like I'm not saying that you need to come home right now but he's in hospice care and I didn't know what that meant and so like I asked my friend and she was like I I think it was Susan and she was like honey you need to come home hospice care means that they're transitioning him like to death so I called my dad my dad was like you want to come home and I was like yes and he was like I'll get you a ticket we'll get you home and I told LaVon of course and like she cared she hugged me she was she was trying not to cry she's like I want you to take care of yourself and that was her way of like letting me know because she knew I was holding on to that business I was holding on to being there you know in that company and she that was her way of like letting me know like if this means leaving here for good I'm okay I'm gonna be okay and you need to be okay and I, I just didn't pick up on the sign. So I went home, and he said, he told my mom that he was going to wait for me to get home. He was going to wait for the baby girl to get there. And he literally did because everyone else had been there day in and day out to see him and be with him. All the other kids had been there, and I was the last one to show up. And I finally came home that night, and he and, and he waited. He waited. Um he did I held his hand I talked to him about like the airport and I made a joke I was like I'm here to relieve you from your wife because I know she's crazy and like he tried you know to laugh the best he could but he literally held on until I got there and then you know hours later is when he wanted me to sing um his favorite song that he wanted me to sing his eyes on the sparrow he wanted me to sing that and I mean it took a lot for me to be like okay like I'm I'm, I'm gonna sing it because I was like no like but I sang it to him and um that was it I when I was singing him that song my mom was like it's okay like you I'm gonna be fine my girls are here your kids are here like you go you don't need to stay here and suffer anymore and like and that was it like I sang that song and um oh my god and he um and he left and um I mean that is definitely the funeral song if you don't know it and I'm feeling really led so I'm just gonna sing you a little bit of it right now so I don't cry oh my god um 
Lord have mercy. I haven't sang that song legit since that day. After that, it was I Won't Complain. That was the song. But, um, oh, my God. This is not fun. <laughs> this is probably the worst part of this whole thing. Ugh. Wow. That's – who would have thought that the first time – I know, the Lord's like, stop playing and just sing it. Okay. How does this song go? Bear with me. This is going to be so ugly, but you know I love y'all. It goes, um, why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be Jesus is my portion, a constant friend is he, his eye is on the sparrow, and I so we obviously had to take a little break there um I, I cannot believe I I think that subconsciously I was gonna skip through losing my stepdad but like and I know some people are probably like oh my god like that was just your stepdad like that wasn't your dad dad but like you don't understand like when I say he stepped in so that I didn't have daddy issues he became my dad he did everything that my dad did before that a dad would have done like most of my childhood memories of growing up like with a daddy of course I have memories with my dad but I also have memories with my stepdad lots of them lots of them and like he he was my dad like sometimes it feels like my sister and I have two different dads because I grew up mostly with my stepdad my sister grew up with our dad and so when I lost my stepdad I lost my dad like <laughs> you know and of course I'm great I still love my dad I'm still grateful but that's just a special relationship that um I didn't have with any other parent that I had with him so and I took it for granted so let's move on um <laughs> yeah so I came home and so that happened so he went that night I stayed for the funeral and of course everybody was trying to co-force me to come home I mean come back to Cali well home was Cali I guess so come back to um, SoCal and um, 
I stayed for two extra weeks. I didn't want to go. My mom didn't want me to go. My family was trying to get me to stay home for six months just to help my mom, like, get through it. And my mom was like, no, you have your own life. You need to live your life. And, like, my family was right. My aunts were right. Like, I just, I missed the signs. And this is, that is why it's so important for you to be fine-tuned, to know the Holy Spirit, to know God's voice. Because he tried so many times throughout these those years of my life to give me a way out. There's so many situations I was in, and I was like, God, like, I've been believing you my whole life. Like, my mom raised me in church, so why are you letting me go through this? He didn't plan, he, not that he didn't plan, he knew I was going to do it, but he, he had a way out. There was always an exit plan. I just didn't listen. I didn't see it because I didn't know him to be able to see and hear what he was saying. He tried so many times, and I didn't listen. Um, but my aunts are right. I, get, I was just trying, I heard it as like, you're trying to tell me what to do. But like, no, they were absolutely right. Like I should have stayed home for six months. In those six months, I'd be telling you, heck, if I would have just did, and I beat myself up for this a lot, and it's something that I struggle with a lot. But if I would have just like done what I was supposed to do when I was in high school, and if I would have just applied, and I would have just gone to state, like my life would have been so much different of course I would I would have never met LaVon and all my other great friends that I met but like and I'm not saying that like my stepdad would still be alive if I'd gone to state I don't necessarily think that's the case but um I do think that um if I would have gone to Mississippi State like my life would have been so different because I would have done what I was supposed to do I would have stayed on track like you'd be talking to a totally different Aislinn right now she'd still be sold out but just without all of the heartbreak um, but that's okay because that heartbreak made me the strong woman that I am today. So, um, so that was that. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so where were we? So, oh, the old office. So that happened. I came home. I was a raging mess for a while. Um, me and LeBron were still in that old hotel. And I was, I mean, I went, I went through, like, they, I was mean. I was sad, like. My bond was always there for me. So then, flash forward, she went on her hi hiatus. I was alone. She came back from the hiatus. We were in the old hotel that we were back in, and then she left again. She's like, I can't take care of you. And, um, and then I was alone. And so, like, I did jump from place to place. Like, I remember staying. I stayed with all kinds of random, horny, disgusting men who were just trying to get some booty and took me in just because they thought free booty. And some of them took the booty because they felt like oh you know what I'm speaking of LeVon we're supposed to let me text the group real quick <laughs> we're supposed to have a group call okay got that out of the way <laughs> so um yeah 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 so um LeVon yeah, yeah yeah so she left so I was on my own I stayed with random guys who oh like I said a lot of them figured they were entitled to my body and they took it because they and me I guess I felt like I had no choice because I'm staying in your home you know and it was I mean I never stayed in one place like more than once like I was every night I was somewhere else if I wasn't in the office the office was the only place I consistently stayed so fast forward before we moved to the new office um trouble came knocking at my door literally walked right through the doors of the office and he was interviewed by um my girl M remember pick me pick me um and 
he was on her team, and so he came in the door, and I remember, I don't remember his interview, but he swears up and down, hey, that's how you know a man's paying attention to you, he swears up and down that I was at the front desk, and I did alternate with our girl who um, was our HR person, I did alternate with her sometimes, I stepped into a little bit, just the receptionist stuff, I didn't do a lot of HR things, I would call if calls needed to be made, but like, um, that was about it, I was a glorified receptionist at times, and so I I guess I was up at the front desk one day, plain receptionist and um he came in for his interview and I handed him the paperwork at the end of his interview day and he remembered me because when he came in on his first day he was like I was like hi you know how are you trying to be friendly and he was like hey he was like I remember you and I was like you do and he was like yeah you came on my interview day you were at the front desk I was like I was like so there you go (laughs) the charmers right and he, he was like my name's AJ and I was like shut up my name's AJ too and he was like really what is the what's yours stand for and he's like I'm a junior and I was like oh my first and my middle name Aislinn Janice and he was like that's cool and he's like nice to meet you AJ and like um so like that's literally where it stayed like it was that because I was just like okay like he'll be around and like that's cool that he remembered me I guess like you know I wasn't thinking anything of it like I again don't I don't pick up on the cues so a couple days go by at work and we um we go out, we're supposed to go out, and I'm supposed to train him, okay, and so I train him out in the field, we're out walking the streets, making sales, right, and so my car was full of stuff, because this was before um, I had asked the friend with the, whose family had the hotel that was no longer in business if I could store my stuff there, so I just said to him, hey, my car is full of stuff, I, I kept telling people the same lie, our apartment is um, being renovated, and so blah, 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 all my life is in my car, um, do you think we can take your car to the field and I'll pay for gas? And he said, I love a man that takes charge. See, I was a sucker. He picked the right chick. He said, we can take my car. I got the gas. How about you just do lunch? And I was like, that's fine. And so, um, he, um, so we went out in the field that day and we were riding around, we were talking and like, I was talking about how I was like, well, yeah, I'm trying to move. And he was like, well, why don't you move to Redondo Beach? That's where he lived with his friends, his old college buddies. And I was like, why would I move to Redondo Beach? And he was like, because I'm in Redondo Beach. And you know how white boys who like black girls, how like sometimes they have great game and sometimes like they have no game and sometimes like they have mediocre game. But because they're so like almost swaggy, it's cute. So he was in the middle. Mediocre game for sure. Like... So, I was like, what? Did you just say what I think you said? I was like, oh my God, no. And then, um, so we were out spending the day, you know, talking, getting to know each other. I was teaching him the ropes and stuff. And, um, he was like telling me about his ex who was half black, half, um, I think he said she was, she was, her dad was Mexican, her mom was black or something like that. I don't know. None of my business, but she was mixed. And, um, he was like, my dad didn't like it, but I didn't care. Cause like, I like a girl with some flavor. And I was like, I have, I think that I'm just going to walk back. <laughs> like, I'm just going to walk back. He was trying it y'all. He was trying it. And then, um, we went out to lunch and he was like, well, let's sit in this little, like, table for two in the corner I was like what is happening (laughs) and then at the end of the day like he drove me back and he was like well if you want to come to Redondo Beach tonight like I'll be there and it'll be fun I didn't go I'm smart I didn't go to the beach um to the Redondo Beach area so annoying 
so that was that. He was definitely trying to flirt that first day. And then, like, we hung out more, and, like, we actually did end up hanging out. He invited me over. His friends, he's from New York, so his friends came in. Some old friends came in from New York. And a girl that he used to date or whatever, she was there. And I guess he was trying to make her jealous. And so he was like, he was like, you know, Lisa, like, you were my East Coast babe, but this is my West Coast babe. And she was like, I don't care. I have a boyfriend. Like, I liked Lisa. Her name's not Lisa, but I liked her. She was cool. So, um, yeah. So, <laughs> so um, we all went out. I don't know where, if we were in the Redondo Beach area or where we were, but we all went out that night, like out. When I say out, you know what I'm saying. I, t I told you I wasn't, I was saved, but I wasn't always like saved. So we were out at like the club, and um, <laughs> we were out at the club, and um, yeah, <laughs> we were out. At the, we went out to different places, and like he called all the Ubers. I paid for nothing. He got me drinks. He made sure I was good. Um, I looked good. Have you met me? And, um, I remember we were pulling up to the, the spot and he was, I was like, oh my God, do they charge a cover? And his friend was like, yeah, I think so. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't bring any cash. And he was like, girl, now see, this is when I was like, I'm sold. He was like, girl, sit down. You know, I got you. I was like, what? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm, he was like, hush woman, uh, cash. You don't need cash. You need get out of here. I got this. And, but here's the thing, I actually got it because I am the charismatic person that I am. So I started talking to the bouncer and I started making jokes and he was like, oh my God, you're so funny. And he was like, hey, you guys, you guys are good. Just go in. Mm -hmm. We didn't have to wait in line. We didn't have to pay a cover. He was like, just go in. Mm -hmm. So who got who? So then the guys were like, well, let's buy a round. So all the guys took turns buying rounds. And it was like a couple of us girls, like one of his, his best friend's girlfriend, they had just started dating at the time. So she was there and the ex was there and then it was me and like you know what's funny is like for whatever reason in that group I didn't feel inferior I'm around a bunch of gorgeous LA girls like especially the best friend's girlfriend she was beautiful like blonde hair blue eyes like tall skinny gorgeous <laughs> like and I did not feel inferior at all that's crazy but he made me feel so good that's what I'm saying ladies you've got to get Gabby with the right dude. So anyway, um, <laughs> although this didn't work out, but anyway, so we're going to wrap it up here and then, um, I'm going to finish this story and then we're going, we're going to save the rest for next week. I know this is a three part series, but it's so worth it. So, um, <laughs> so we were there and they bought drinks for us. And then like us girls were hanging out and like some of the friends, like some of the guy friends we were talking and his best friend was like, so like, what's up with you guys? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, you're scared to trust. Like he was just talking. He was listening to me talking. He's like, it feels like you're scared to like trust him. And I was like, yeah, like he just came on so strong. And they were like, he's like that, but um, he's a really good guy. Like, and he really seems to care about you. So like, you should just like let that guard down a little bit. And I was like, I'm scared. <laughs> like, and he was like, I know. He's like, but listen, like, he's 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 good. Like, he's not gonna hurt you. Lies. So not long after he said that like the guy he came up um well AJ already said that he came up and um he was like hey I was talking to the friends I was talking to the girls and I was like oh I went to the bathroom with the girls at one point and I had to go to the bathroom and the, the gorgeous blonde I know I, I'm not gonna say her name but she was like do you want me to go with you and I was like yes please and like we went to the bathroom we talked and I was just telling her I was like I'm nervous like she's like you're fine like blah 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 and like um then he came back and he was like, um, hey, like he grabbed me. He was like, 
I'm going to go outside with the guys. I'm going to smoke. Like, I'll be right back, okay? Like, do not leave the spot. And um, I got you another drink. And I was like, what? And I was like, okay. And, like, he grabbed my face. He's like, do not leave. And I was like, okay. Like, I didn't. He took care of me. They kept buying me drinks. He kept bringing me Red Bull vodkas all night. My phone is blowing up. <laughs> and so, um... It was cool. I was like, I've never been in a situation like this. And here's the thing. Like, because it was so casual, like, that night we went over to, like, a little taco spot. This is back when I used to eat meat. And there was another black girl with a white guy. And they were, like, a thing. And so, like, he was sitting down and he was talking to her. And, like, the, the vibe was definitely a little, like, I felt like he was flirting and I was talking to the guy. And then we switched and I was talking to the girl. And she was like, I don't have a lot of friends. So, like, I just moved here. And I was like, me too. And she was like, can I have your number? And, like can we be friends? I was like, yes, like, I love you. Like, you know, drunken, drunken talk. Um, and so it's, uh, whatever looked like flirting was nothing because at the end of the night he was like, um, I got my girl, so let's go. And like, he put his arm around me. He was like, let's go. And we left. And then <laughs> we went back to their apartment and like, we all just crashed and like, he really cared. Like he was like checking on, like I literally, cause I don't sleep comfortably when I'm not like in my own bed at home. And so like I rolled over and like, there were times I rolled over in the middle of the night and like his eyes were open. He was like checking to make sure I was okay. And like, he would like roll back over and go to sleep. It was chill. It was chill. And so he had intentions. He had intentions. We hung out a lot more. We would hang out on the weekends and we would go work together on the weekends. And like, <laughs> it was just chill. So then my pick me friend, she kind of jumped in the mix one day when he met my mom and we were talking about going to Hawaii and then she jumped in the mix and she's like, are you guys a thing? Because dating within the workplace, uh, uh, trying to use my words against me. And I was like, no girl, like it's not that serious right now. So she used that as her opportunity to be like, well, good. Cause I'm going to date him. And so she did, she went out of her way. They went upstairs and cuddled. I was like, I'm done with this. And like, I went in the backyard. I was so sad. I went in the backyard, like, I cried, and then, like, basically, like, they started to have a thing, like, we, it was, like, a bunch of us, like, friends, like, and we were all a group, and so, like, we went and hung out, oh, one of them beaches, was it Santa Monica? I don't know. I don't know. We went to one of them, be wherever Hotel California is, we went there, <laughs> and we were, like, walking on the beach, and the pier, and, like, our other friend, um, he was just, like, yeah, he was, like, look, like, no matter what happens like you deserve better and like don't let like just listen she's she's like that she's desperate for attention she likes to lead guys on like don't please don't let that like make you think that you're less than I was like oh I do feel less than like he was like don't he's like girl get over here let's play some boardwalk games like um so they started to like have a vibe because I never gave it up so like we went to church together and I, to I talked to him about my stepdad and him dying. And this was, like, after my stepdad had been gone for six months. And he was, like, you got to feel – be free to grieve. And, like, you know, he did a great job with you, obviously, with the woman that I'm looking at. And, like, um, we were cute. We went on lots of cute dates. And, like um, – so, but I never gave it up. I never gave it up to him because I was, like, my next relationship, I'm going to do it right. And um, so she gave it up, though real quick real quickity quick quack quick so um 
they kind of started to have a thing and then my feelings were hurt and then like he kind of like played the field between the two of us but I think he went for her more because we all went out together to this place down by the beach um, and he was literally playing between the two of us like she left to go flirt with some other guy at the bar that called her gorgeous and was buying her drinks and he was like with me and then like he would dance with her and then like he would try to get he was literally trying to like feel us both out and so I was just like I'm not like at the end of the day like if you came in if you were serious about the intentions that you came in with that first day that you met me like then there would be no reason for you to try to figure out which one of us you want like and it's I think it was all about who was going to give up the buns first and she gave up the buns first so that's why she's still with the guy that's why she got the guy um and that was fine with me because I completely backed off I was like I don't need that kind of energy and like he they continued to have a thing and that really that ended me and hers friendship because I was like and I told her I was like you put this dude before our friendship like you knew that there was something going on there because you were jealous when we were talking about Hawaii and so it meant more to you to be the girl who was desired than it did to just be my friend you literally could have just talked to me and been like let me make sure that this situation because she could have any guy she wanted but it had to be the guy that actually cared about me right so I thought so um that was that situation and so um yeah so (laughs) um so then I kind of backed off of it and like I remember he tried it because like I remember I went on a business trip I told my boss I didn't ask him I said I'm going to Burbank I'm going on this trip I'm gonna go help this other office and you're not gonna stop me and if you really want to stop me fire me so he was like you can't go on business trips by yourself I said bye so I went and um he uh and I remember I came back and he tried to high five me and we were all at this bowling alley that we used to go and sing karaoke at and get drinks at and he tried to he tried to hug me and I curved his hug for a high five and he looked at me like chick what the heck and I was like yeah no go go be with your little thought since you know what I mean like don't think that like see I don't play those games don't think that you're gonna have a down chick over here and you're gonna keep me in the pocket for when you're ready to settle down and have a family but you're gonna keep her over here because she's giving you the buns keep that same energy and keep getting the buns from your girl okay so um then there was that night that we all went back to their where the friend group was at their house which led to probably one of the worst nights of my life but we're gonna end it here for this episode regulators and, uh, thank you guys regulate so much any stealing of his property for we're damn good uh, too going on this journey you can't be any geek off the street just to be here listening gotta to be handy with the steal if you know what i mean earn your keep and so um with that being said you know where you can find you can find me at hazeling wade on everything you can find statella on the Instagrams, Bible.brunch on the Instagrams, and um, you know what it is. Don't forget to check out my videos, my new Y videos on um, YouTube, and um, you can check it out anywhere, but check them out on YouTube, and um, it's not too late to join the 54-day fast, so if you're trying to get into that, if you want to get started with us, hey, we'll meet you right where you are, it's no problem, go ahead and sign up on my website, hazel-wave5.webnote.channel. <laughs> Go ahead and sign up on the website. You can find a link in my bio on Instagram or Facebook. And it's going to be Liddy, Liddy, Liddy. I need to link it. I think I might be able to link it on YouTube, so I'm going to try to do that too. 